Hello. Good evening. <laughs> that was an exaggeration. That's so funny. This is Jess. This is Elsa. And this is the 24th episode of the I2 podcast. Welcome. Come on in, won't you? Grab seat. So, being Latina. That's kind of an open-ended. I know. That's why I was going to ask, what are we going to do? I hit record, so we're doing it. Oh, all right. Um, I can stop it if you want. No, it's okay. <laughs> we're live. We're, we're doing it transparent live. right now. Um, yeah, so technically Hispanic Heritage Month started on the 15th. Right. From, from when this ago. airs. Yeah. Um. So we kind of wanted to have a conversation with between us as girls, um, as and to, boys, and boys, <laughs> as to what that means for both of us. Um, I mean, so yeah. When did you? I was thinking about it on the way, like home, because it was a really long drive. Mm-hmm. But I was oh, like, with the traffic. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what that. happens when two eighty one catches on fire. The world is ending. <sighs> um, I don't know if I ever really put two and two together that I was. That it was like a theme. I just, I just knew it was Mexican. Uh huh. And I mean, we didn't really have again. Bronzeville is a really brown community, so we really didn't have a whole lot of white kids or like black kids or Asian kids. Mm-hmm. I knew that they were there, but I didn't make that distinction until much later. Mm-hmm. So, like, when did you click it? Like, oh, I'm Latino. I feel like my the pride in our culture was instilled by my grandparents mm-hmm. um, because I did go to when I went to school it was I only knew Spanish and then I was taught English at school wow um and now look at me now (laughs) now it's the opposite I laugh but it's sad sorry mom um but my pride I think was instilled by my grandparents because of the struggles that I heard through their eyes but so you're like so you were raised in San Antonio right I was so like when I moved here I had a friend whose parents didn't teach her Spanish because they used to get hit in school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Oh. That was a thing? I had no idea. Like, I that did not, I did not have a concept for that. Uh-huh. Um, so it was really strange for me when, like, people didn't know it at first. I'm trying to think of who else told me that their parents did not teach them because they didn't, they thought that it was, like, a bad thing to know Spanish. Yeah. They worked so hard to identify themselves as Americans mm-hmm. that they didn't want to teach their children Spanish. And I'm so what did your grandparents do? Like, how did they really... My grandpa would tell me stories about how he would grow up and the struggles that he had. He would actually, when he was 10, um, he started working so that he could help my grandma raise my grandpa's brother. Um, and he worked at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And in that movie theater, they would, like, call him names and stuff and... He said that there was like a white water fountain and then a non-white water fountain. Yeah. Um, and he was a non-white, so he would have to use the other water fountain. And then he remembers people like trying to hit him or trying to take the money from the candy that he sold um, away from him. And they would call him names and stuff. Um, it was mainly things like that. My grandma never really had stories like that. I think it was mostly him. Mm-hmm. Because she grew up on the west side of San Antonio around like Guadalupe Street mm-hmm. and the courts area. Oh, yeah. So I feel like 
you like she was submerged in the the culture itself so she didn't really have to do we didn't know yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah but it is a it is a shift to like find out like oh i'm different and it's not like a different bad. It was just like, oh, uh-huh. not everyone's like me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think I really came into it like probably much later, maybe in my 20s. Like, oh, this is different. This is I'm afforded different opportunities and I'm not afforded different opportunities. Like, uh-huh. I don't think I even understood what affirmative action was when I was a teenager, you know. I thought it was just, like, top 10%. You didn't get colleges sending you stuff, and you're like, what the heck? I had, like, Incarnate Word and OU sending stuff, but mm-hmm. we couldn't afford OU. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I remember one time I got a... I'm, I'm trying to remember which Ivy League, and I was like, there's no way they would be reaching out to me if I was not a Latina. But that's cool. Or if I didn't have a Latina last name. Yeah. So I was like, get to step in. <laughs> I only want to go somewhere where they really want me. Oh, I'm sure they would have wanted to. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't know. Is it something that, like, nowadays do you do you still think about that? Like, do you still think about what that means? Like, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, like, this is, like, a very, like, serious conversation. Not a serious conversation, but we're really having this conversation without preparing a... Because mm-hmm. I think we want to have that we're having a dialogue. Yeah. Um, like, what does that mean to you? Feel like, it's... like you don't wake up and put Latina pants on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or do you? I should. <laughs> it's just like instead of a pink, it's a Latina. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like we are privileged to live in San Antonio in this area because I've lived in not San Antonio before in bigger cities like Chicago, mm-hmm. and even though they are diverse, you see how you can identify with your culture more where it actually feels like you're the majority. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I could live anywhere that doesn't have, like, a good Mexican population or Latino population. Yeah. I need tacos in my life. I... That was one of the things, like, I almost started crying. If I had to eat non-Tex-Mex one more time before I left Chicago, I would have lost it. <laughs> yeah. My tipping point was, like, when Dairy Queen didn't have burgers it only had ice cream and chicken tenders it's like what is this monstrous city <laughs> get me out of here wait it only yeah. had what it only had ice cream and chicken tenders that's the only food that they had they didn't have like burgers and tacos yeah that's uh-huh. insane that's yeah. so funny i was like what kind of how do you how dare you put a dairy queen sign in the front of your yeah of your establishment because this is not a dairy queen <laughs> i was over it Sorry, did you hear that rain? Yeah. That was TJ, guys. Um, what is happening? I think he's going for a walk. Oh, or Ham's going crazy. Ham's going ham. Ham's going ham. <laughs> um, I think more in my 30s now, I've started to like really think about what that means and how I represent it or how I carry it with me. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I try to sprinkle Spanish a lot more in to my like regular day and my writing sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, losing it a little bit in San Antonio has been a really hard thing. I think I need to start taking classes or just like only speaking Spanish to like speaking to, like friends that only speak Spanish or that can speak it because that was a huge part for me. Like I was like 
fully bilingual. And now I'm like, mm, conversational, fine. But, and I can read it, no problem. But, mm-hmm. oof. And you talk to your parents. But not a whole lot. And like I'm saying, I, I struggle for words. So it's just kind of like, ugh. And I'm like, just tell me in English. <laughs> your mom says that? Yeah. Or my dad, too. Um, I just got a shirt the other day that says Latina Power on it. I and love it's a it. Gr- it's a great shirt. Um, and I liked wearing it because I was just like interested in watching people's reactions. You know Do you think I mean? you had reactions? Oh, yeah. Somebody was like, great shirt. And somebody was like, I like, sh- like, you know, I like your shirt fist bumping. Bump I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Okay. Um, and that's just like a really obvious sign, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think about it a lot when I think about work because mm-hmm. I'm like submerged in journalism, period. There aren't a whole lot of us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a f- Facebook group that I'm part of called Latinas in Journalism. Where we kind of talk about like how do we ask for raises and how do we deal with people mispronouncing our names and stuff like that. Did you have issues with that when you were little? No, I mean not in the whole English to Spanish way, but people always try to add an I, Wait, like E L I S A. People try to call Elisa? me Elisa instead of Elsa. And I'm like, okay, my name is literally only four words. You can do it. Four letters. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a rough week. No, four letters. Um, how do you mess that up? But. I've had that people oh one time I remember my aunt my my grandpa's sister so my mom's aunt my tia Irma Mm -hmm. when I was little um I guess I was like I was probably shoot I was probably maybe nine ten and I was practicing like my name in cursive so she was trying to tell me where that accent went which is hard for everyone yeah and um (laughs) I think to this day I think it's in the a the middle a F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z, Fernandez. Yeah, I want to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, but the reason why t- to this day, I, when I introduce myself to people, I still say Elsa Fernandez. I don't say Fernandez. Fernandez, yeah. It's because she was a Spanish teacher, and she was like, you need to say it like this, so that way you say your last name with pride and, and the way that it's, I guess, supposed to be or whatever. But... Um, so I don't know if it's because I was embarrassed that I said it the American way mm-hmm. that I now say it, Fernandez. I say it in Spanish. Yeah. When I introduce myself, um, but well, I think that that's what I like me. about Angie. She says Angelica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that stuck with me always. Um, you know, my last name is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even for even for some Spanish speakers, I've gotten shit from them too. So what? yeah, for sure. Like, why? Why, though? They like to add extras to it. They think it's so funny. Mm. Um, And I'm just like, cool, it's my patriarch. Cool story. (laughs) And it's happened from, like, some pretty, like, prominent people that I've worked with. And I'm just like, head tilt. (laughs) Because, like, how do you address that? I think only in recent years has it been encouraged to, like, really put down your foot on how your name is pronounce like before it was like oh okay fine we get it but now it's like no yeah say it correctly and so having to talk people through rolling their r's is fun it takes a whole five minutes after you meet me um and it's one of those things where how many elisa races have you met yeah it's an amazing name who knows where it's from i think it's spanish and we won't go there but it's just like why why like it's not that much harder 
It's just a few extras. <laughs> I promise. And like, you know, little Jessica had to learn how to spell it. And she oh could do it. God. So I'm sure other... If we can all... Yeah, if we can all learn how to spell Mississippi... And Tchaikovsky <laughs> and... Yeah. I'm not sure about that one. I still don't know how to spell that one. <laughs> but... It's not that hard. <laughs> um, I think I've been... I've grown real sensitive to it. I think either I just like... It depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. If I really want to say like, it's Elisa Ras, Or if I just want to like, just, just say Jessica E. That's fine. Have you ever been in a situation that... You know how nerve-wracking it is when you're at, like, graduation stage and you're like, oh, my God, are they going to say it? Are they going to butcher it? Is it going to be... So how was it for your two graduations? It was good. No, just... I think high school was... High school? I can't remember high school, but college, they did okay. Oh, good. So it was good. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you been in a situation where you don't feel like you're Latina enough? Yeah. I had a white friend in college say that because... So his parents did missionary work and act like in Oaxaca Uh and at one point he said like oh well you're not real Mexican uh what Uh um and so he was essentially fluid in Spanish and he had spent time in Mexico but somehow this like white blonde blue-eyed person was telling me that I wasn't Mexican enough I was just like bananas and like you don't mean there are white blue-eyed Mexicans but not ones that are named, you know, Pete, Brad, Brad, Chad. <laughs> um, so that one was like, you know, and I think he brought it up once more. And I was like, I think you're trying to be funny, but it's not. And it's actually like my identity that you're messing with. So please don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was much later, like when we were in our later 20s and or maybe even early 30s. Yeah. And I think sometimes even here, it's. Like, oh, man, am I Mexican enough? Like, can I claim that? Yeah. I think that's tough. I know the first time, I need to ask my mom about it, but the first time that my dad, who was was Colombian, born and raised, and then moved to the States, um, when he first took her back there, Mm -hmm. I think it was probably, like, maybe three months after they started dating or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um... So she went to go meet, like, the whole Colombian side of the family. Jeez. And my mom, my grandparents didn't teach my mom Spanish. And it wasn't, it was just something that was kind of, like, she understood it, but she didn't know how to exactly speak it. Mm-hmm. So when she went over there, she could tell that they were talking about her. <gasps> or, like, talking talking Spanish, and she was not involved in the conversation. Yeah. So I don't know exact. I don't know if they were, like, talking about her. Um, but it feels but, weird. Yes, like, yeah. exactly. So she's like, that is the last time I'm going to go there and not know what they're talking. Yeah. So they're going to talk. Like, I'm going to so know what they're like, saying. So she was like surprised. Yeah. So then her second trip, she's all, estoy aquí, bitches. No, I'm just kidding. No, she wasn't. But <laughs> Dang, mom, she Elsa. Learned, <laughs> no. She, she listened to this, Elsa. I know, I know. My mom, my mom knows how to joke. So, um, so, yeah, by the second time that she went, she knew how to speak Spanish. Wow. So it was a like a fool me once type scenario. So I feel, um, yeah. And that, it, I would probably be like that if I went now because I would know, I would semi-know what they were saying, but it would take me a while to, like, really have to concentrate on, on paying attention and listening. Yeah. 
I think it makes you, I think especially being like in your 30s and you start thinking about life and if like at this point like grandparents have died, it makes you really think about like exploring that side yeah. and like what you might have missed or what you might not know. I mean, we had, when my parents were last in town, we just sat down and talked to them about how my grandpa's family came from Guanajuato and how long they were there and what did they do and all that stuff, like what they do growing up, how did they you know, make money and all that. Um, and I don't think we had that conversation, like, fully ever. Mm -hmm. I'm 32, you know? Um, and unfortunately, my both of my grandfathers are dead. Um, so it's just kind of like, it makes you wish that you'd done that homework. Yeah. It sucks to think about it as homework, but it is homework because mm -hmm. it's part of you that is unknown. Yeah. Can you imagine? I don't know. I don't know. What else? How do you how do you Latina day to day? <laughs> how do I have it on my to-do list? Yeah. Be Latina. Be Latina. Check. Done. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like it's just something that naturally happens. I feel like sometimes I have the Selena where Selena syndrome mm -hmm. where I'm not American enough for the Americans, mm -hmm. and I'm not Latina enough enough for the Latinas, and so I find myself in the middle. Yeah. But if I'm going to be stuck in the middle, I feel it's like San best Antonio. of both worlds. Yeah, that <laughs> obviously, and um, and also um, being in San Antonio is that's I feel like that's what makes San Antonio because San Antonio is both worlds put together. To me. Yeah. I think because I came from the Valley, it's a whole different... I still haven't spent as much time here as I have back home. And I'll always have, like, Valley vibes with me. So it's kind of like... I don't know. I kind of wish I did the homework. Again, like, I should go back and take a few Spanish classes or just do, like, an immersion course or, like, an immersion trip. Yeah, just go to... My mom always says she's going to send me to Colombia. Oh, my God. For a month. So, have you been ever? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the last time I went, I was seven, so it was over 20 years ago. Jeez, yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost, almost, yeah. Almost 30. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Dang, Elsa, you're getting old. Oh, plah. Please. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Of course, every culture has their own things that they celebrate, but I'm proud to be a Latina and have such a vibrant lively culture yeah the one thing that i've never got taken offense with is like maybe because i am spicy but like that whole like spicy latina thing like no not all of us are spicy i feel like but it works that i am <laughs> <laughs> it works out that i am so it's fine i haven't i don't know if i've ever met a non-spicy latina surely there are some let me know when you some find mild, one <laughs> mild latinas nampica yeah um, um, I don't know. What else? Are we, are we, do we want to try for a self-care moment right now? I need to do self-care. Uh, yeah, I won't have much to talk about because I've been running on fumes for a little while. But also, we need, we need to do like personal snaps. Personal snaps? Personal snaps. Oh, okay. Like toot toots. Hey, toot toot. Ah, beep beep. What sound trans like transitions do we need? What else <laughs> can do that? Um, 
so Elsa got admitted into... Oh, yeah, the Women's Business Accelerator. Yeah. Um, it's put on by the Women's Business Center, uh, which is a part of Launch SA and Lifland. Um, so we meet the majority of the time at the Central Library. Mm-hmm. And currently there are 14 women that are a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they call them the co- 14 cohorts in this accelerator program it'll be going on for eight weeks so we graduate the week of halloween yay spooky spooky graduation (laughs) that's awesome i think it was great that they pulled you for it i know i was so excited i never even sometimes i i have so much tunnel vision and so this is really allowing me even with the first two classes that we've been it's helped me kind of step back a little bit and see everything more big picture, mm-hmm. which is what I know I needed in life. So even though I'm tired, I am excited. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. I know. Um, on my end, I yeah. had my, f- technically it's the second Bon Appetit byline, mm-hmm. but so I did a small print package for them and then I did a larger online story on four um, Tex-Mex barbecue joints. Mm-hmm. Um so I was able to talk to really great pit masters. And as a woman, it's not often that we write about barbecue. So that was nice that they trusted me with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, Bon Appetit. It's one of the, it's the publication that you want to have your name on. Jessica's gone national, y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's terrifying. It's like, what Why now? Why terrifying? What now, though? I need, to, I need to think. You conquer the world. The world. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think Monsi posted it like that. I was like, oh, come down. <laughs> so those were our muy muy moments that were, you know, I think we needed to do that. We need to recognize our own successes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always say like, oh, we need to take up space, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't do it myself. Oh, my gosh. I need to tell you. Well, mm-hmm. the class that we had. Um, and actually, I have, <clears throat> I was like, oh, my. I felt like it was my first day of school when we went. Did you, have, did you get a new backpack? Out, I made friends. Aww. No, I made friends. And there was old friends in there. So Christina's in there yeah. and Jordan's in there. Oh, yay. Yeah. And so um, one of the class, one of the classes yesterday was how to tell your story. And the woman, um, the PhD that was leading the discussion was talking about taking up space. And it was like, you never realize how you're presenting yourself when you're in a room. And she's like, now I can, the interesting thing that she said was now I'm speaking to you um, in like a casual manner because everybody's had a long week and it was only Tuesday and we were laughing. Yeah. But she was doing her PowerPoints and then she kind of was sitting with um, her ankles crossed. And then she was like, if you were in a board meeting or something like that she said the more space that you can take up the better like you have to own own what like you know physical space. physical space yeah. like open your shoulders see look at me right now Ooh. yeah she's like don't i know she said i know a lot of women tend to cross their arms because they're cold yeah. by nature um, wear that but, sweater girl <laughs> take a blazer with your girlfriend <laughs> um so yeah go out there and um, own your space. That's awesome. I've noticed that in men when I'm in meetings, they're... Guys have no problem. They're, like, splayed. <laughs> they're, they're, they're crossing their arms, they're leaning back. They're like Burt Reynolds on the Shea Lounge. Ugh. May he rest in peace. No, fuck that. <laughs> um, but yeah, take up space, own your moo moo moments. Um, and yeah, tell us how, what makes you feel most Latina? 
Ooh, I like that. So what, yeah, what does make you feel most Latina? Um, I feel like being around family and mm-hmm. celebrating and just like listening to music or dancing yeah. and just any kind of um, being happy and lively. That's what makes me feel most Latina. I've been wearing a lot of hoops lately. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so that one for sure. Um, I did buy a bunch of very that um, stickers the other day. I ordered them when her when she did her launch. Uh-huh. And they're awesome. They have like loteria and pan dulce. And I love. I like the ones. Yeah. I love the idea of being able to go to a panaderia and like know what I'm ordering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not have to get conchas explained to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Is red lipstick Latina? Because I'm going to claim gonna it. I was just going to say that. I'm going to claim I it. feel like we could wear red lip. I mean, that's not necessary. It's either. not, but we're going we're gonna to claim it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I would wear it even though if I was like non-Latina, though. That's true. It, well, it looks... I think people should do more red always. I could be from the Ukraine and I would still wear. Yeah, <laughs> but still, the Ukraine. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know what makes you feel most Latina. Let us know um, how you celebrate it. Let us know. What are you gonna do for Hispanic Heritage Month? And who your Latin heroes are? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, who's your Latin hero? Me right now? Yeah. Oh shit. Uh-oh, face, she's, doing <laughs> she's real pensive now, y'all. Huh. That is a tough one. I mean, I don't have the best relationship with my mom, but she's up there. Uh-huh. I mean, in like in an admiral, she didn't finish school. She still was able to like get her shit done. Mm-hmm. Um, raise two like bitches. <laughs> Badass bitch. Uh, yeah. And like be her own person kind of in a way when she was in a family of 14. Mm-hmm. She's very cabezuda in that sense. So mm-hmm. I think that would be one. Um, hmm. I think my dad, too. I mean, not to get cheesy, but it's being the product of seeing them come over and like being a whole new country and a whole new language and a whole new way of living and a whole new way of doing mm-hmm. and having him like redo his college like degrees because he needed new ones when he came to America um yeah that's that's heroic yeah for sure um so yeah well who are yours I mean I would say my mom for the same reasons that you did um like how amazing to grow up with our heroes (laughs) (laughs) more so as just like a woman not really like a Latina though so if I had to Say like Latina woman, mm. I would probably say, I, um, after watching her Broadway show, mm-hmm. I have a lot more respect for Gloria Stefan and the struggles that she went through, and she really did have to break some glass ceilings being um, a Latina woman in pop music. Yeah, um, because it was a scenario like in the play, you see that they're trying to take it to the American radio and they're like no it's Spanish this is never gonna fly blah 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 and then she takes it to the Spanish ones and they're like no it sounds too poppy whatever whatever but um I think 
I mean, I've always looked up to her. And I what a trailblazer. Like, I know. And they just, her and Emilio Estefan just celebrated their 40th anniversary. That's so cute. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mine. I wonder, like, who is my actual, like, wow. That is a tooth one. You're going to have to think about it. That's so homework. It it's homework. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think that's that's a good one to end on is to think about who you're Latina heroes are. Yeah. Let us know. So that was episode 24. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I was being a spicy Latina. Are you, do you really have like, are you taking NyQuil or something? <laughs> are you drunk? You know, I've been telling my friends like, um, that I, when I say something that I'm, that's off or out of character, I'm just like, don't blame me. I'm on meds. I'm on meds. Yeah. I'm on meds. <laughs> so I'm hoping I can use that for a little while longer. Oh my God. Um, so make sure to rate, subscribe, review. Yes. On iTunes. Mm-hmm. It helps us get up there. Um, we love, love, love it when you guys tag us. We mm-hmm. appreciate it so much that you're um, interacting with us on social media. Yes. What else? And then um, we're also available on Spotify and uh, Anchor and a couple of other platforms where you can listen to podcasts that we'll have to write down. And then, as always, please own your I do moment. Ooh. <laughs>